official uh, episode of the Padres podcast. My name's Daniel, but everybody calls me George. Uh, I'm your host for today, and this is my co-host, Mike. But unfortunately, that's his real name on his birth certificate. Mike, how's it going? What's going on, guys? Made it to the second podcast of Padres. Official second podcast of the Padres podcast. Here we are. We are two of the Padres. Uh, you know, on in some ways, two of the best Padres, Mike, uh, when it boils down. Yeah, we're, we're, we're on top of that list. Oh, That's exactly it. We are definitely on top of the list. There's no doubt about that. Mike, I'm going to throw you a curveball here today. I know I told you to uh, study up a bit on freedom of expression, right? Um, but let's get to that curveball in a second. Like, what comes to your mind when I speak and I ask you about freedom of expression? What do you think it is? You know, what's on your mind about it? Uh, freedom of expression or... I, I think other people see it freedom of speech kind of thing. You know, people Two hear things, it that way. really. Um, perhaps we'll, we'll boil it down to uh, freedom of speech, because I think freedom of expression can, can branch out into too many categories. This is all yeah. about freedom of speech. Yeah. Well, my take on it is that government really regulates, honestly, what we can, we can say in the end of the day, because so I did a bit, a bit of research on it, you know, went online a little bit. I think it was the the uh, the Freedom of Speech Act was in it was introduced in 1982. Um, in the Section Two Canada Charter, Charter of Rights and Freedom. Um, oh, you're pulling out yeah. Canadian yeah. politics, huh? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I did some. These are some facts straight out of the internet. Special, I mean, um, but it says the charter actually permits the government to enforce reasonable limits. It means that get to decide on what actually is crossing the line on freedom of speech no is that is that truly freedom of speech to you then exactly right that's what i'm saying it's i i don't believe it's freedom of speech what happens when freedom of speech goes too far oh then you gotta you you got an issue obviously you got an issue but Hey, like I, I, you know, when they say, you know, the best part of a relationship is to be honest with with the with the other person, right? And not why 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 not be honest with each other? I have a problem That's with true. somebody. Be honest, tell them what the problem is. Maybe you can listen better. Maybe you can come to a conclusion. Um, maybe not, right? Maybe it won't it won't pan that way. You still have your beliefs. You're stuck on them. But why can't we live life with different beliefs? I I, I don't see a big problem with it. I don't see a big problem. With could, it could be a problem, but it's only if the people make it a problem. Uh, instead, we've just handed it to the government and said, you go, you can control what we say. That's more of a the nation building in and of itself. I mean, you're, you're expecting for there to be a central government. And yeah, I mean, sometimes that central government isn't trusted by the people. Uh, maybe the people don't even want a central government. At the end of the okay. day, you're yeah. always going to end up with a central argument. Um, yeah. I'm like, I'm saying, you know, the probability of you saying something generally important and not offending someone is very rare. I mean, somebody always falls in the category of what you have to say or, you know, obviously you're aiming it towards something, maybe a change or, you know, maybe a solution, but, you know, you're aiming it at the wrong target. Someone's always being targeted is what I'm saying. Uh, fair enough. Well, Mike, I uh, I think this is such a broad topic. This is such a broad category. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a page out of my own life. I'm gonna start this up. Okay, we're just gonna <clears throat> throw episodes into the freedom of speech topic for however long we do this podcast because there's so many elements of this topic that we can cover so many broad ranges that today the curveball i have for you is i'm actually gonna focus on the origin of freedoms and this is really quite interesting because there are elements from what we've already talked about from the get-go uh of what i asked you right and, you know, the idea, like, when does it go too far? And, you know, are people literally allowed to say whatever they want? You know, if they're working towards 
something that they're working towards a, a broader truth or or um, not broader truth, more more defined truth and definite knowledge. Then who are who's anybody to step in the way of freedom? Absolutely. Yeah, then don't justify it as freedom. Not a freedom of speech. Just say you know use of vowel language. I don't know. Pick up something. It's not <laughs> a freedom of speech because once you put the freedom in the beginning, I believe that it's like. Know, how some people say, you know, God made you your, your own will. You know, you can do anything you want. It comes with consequences. What but you also have here. the freedom to eat as many Twinkies as you want. Yeah, have you that freedom. Okay. Yes, you have that freedom. Even though that freedom could put you in the could put you in harm's way. Hey, how, you know, you, you learn from your mistakes. You, you learn as a child, you know. Oh, not to touch that because that's a hot plate. Not to touch this. You gotta Does learn. Does everyone learn? Does everyone know? Because you know, there's a lot of people out there who have freedoms to do whatever they want, and they either do it to the ruin of themselves or uh, whoever they represent. And yeah, and that's when somebody steps up and he tells them, "Hey, that's a hot plate." You know, and the guy <laughs> realizes, "Oh shit!" You know, I'm fucking up. And this is a hot plate that I'm touching. Shouldn't be doing that. And boom, maybe the guy learns on his own. So I think what you were saying that there's some people out there that are, you know, you know what I mean, is that right there, that shouldn't even be expressed because that's uh, actually it's geared towards a group. You're talking about, you know, a group being not all there. I you think believe, you're gonna be. I think you're going to be interested to know where it started and that they've faced the same issues from the very inception of freedoms. And, and you're definitely going to get to know more about you know, what you believe not. Absolutely. Like, where do you think freedom of speech? Where do you think one of the first instances of human civilization Freedom of speech, the human civilization. Um, I don't know. I'll go with Rome. I'm not sure. That's just a it's out there. They more. Ooh. I don't know. It's close. It's 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 definitely close geographically where it started. Uh, but I wouldn't say the Romans necessarily had full freedoms. Who started it, George? The Greeks. Greek. Ancient oh. Greeks. Um, we have to go way way back to the fifth century BC. I don't know. That was the, right. the time travel noise. But anyways, you have to put yourself in the time of the 400s. The more common era. We are in Greece specifically. Ancient Athens. Uh, what do you know about this time? Uh, do, you have, do you know anything, any facts about ancient Greece or ancient Athens? Or do you know I don't go back that far? The history guy. Ain't something that far back. I come to you. You can come to me. But, uh, and enlighten us. <laughs> how far do you go back? History. How far do you go back? How far? World War. On the two. That's about it. <laughs> one or two? Which one do you go back to? Mostly two. <laughs> Mostly too. Okay, so you can go back, you know, about eighty years. That's that's not too shabby. That's, that that works out. Um, but we're gonna go back thousands. Um, right, you got to think, Mike. Everybody's walking around with togas on. Uh, you know, some people have slaves. And then Athens, it's yeah, there. There definitely are people who have slaves. It's the biggest slave state. Um, it's a city state. It's, it's uh, considered one of the richest city states of Greece at the time. Um, they ran all their own shit. But uh, it, ancient Athens is essentially where modern democracy has found its roots. That's where it truly got entrenched in civilization. This is the time and place that people will look back to years and years later, all the way to the sign of the Declaration of Independence. Establishing almost a new. Um, 
about 100 or so years earlier, Athens went through systematic changes, bringing about, you know, more democratic ideals. And one of those laws that were brought into place was that of Parisia. Uh, Parisia is to speak with an unbridled tongue. So, picture this. You have all these people all around who are just able to, uh, you know, work, do their own things. Finally, you have systems in place where those who work sometimes the hardest now have a voice in politics. Think about it, Mike. Think about if you had a broader voice in politics. What would you say? What would you say if Trudeau came up to you today and said, young man, you are going to be, you know, pushed forward in this system? What's the first thing you say to Um, I come in there, I have a voice in government system. The whole system is corrupt. So I wouldn't even know where to start. It's just going to be a massive cleanup that we got to do. Yeah, that's what you tell them. It's going to be got to be a massive cleanup. Yeah, start by closing the borders for fuck's sakes, you know? Like, no, we had them closed now, but, you know, close them earlier. Everybody stays home. You close grocery stores, deliver food, get through this coronavirus, which is this time, obviously. Um, rid of the coronavirus and then you know you can start opening back up again people can go back to work their regular jobs uh for myself i'm, I'm actually i don't want to say enjoying it because it sounds bad but it's not that bad <laughs> make two thousand dollars a month of work you know if I, I get up i can go for a run if i want to i jog whatever walk do whatever you want so you'd be advocating for you know maybe maybe less hours of work and more uh ability yeah, for you to do your own thing yeah i, I, mean, I hey, would make probably a five or six hour a day for each person and Jeez. no lunch though I'll just work through it fuck it no lunch home. what do you mean no lunch what, what are you talking about what do you need a lunch for if you're gonna work five hours hey breakfast you're good to go but not everybody eats breakfast yeah but yeah you have to learn to consume less as as a whole it's healthier for your body Saying you can't have a five and a half hour workday, just that half extra hour for uh, food. I guess, man. But like, come on, man. Most of us go to work. You just want to get home. But you get hungry. If you're gonna tell me you don't get hungry at work, I'm. I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you get snack. You have two fifteen minute breaks. What do you want? Make those two thirty. All right, whatever. Thing is. You no, know, I. If you want to cut from places, you got to give other places. You know? I get that. You can't cut people's food. You're gonna make people snap. We're gonna riot in the streets. Going you're, that, working, that they... you're working three hours less, right? And you're not taking a lunch. You're rioting. Why? Why? Because you're messing with someone's food. Don't mess with my food, Mike. You don't come into my house. And or even my, the the job site I'm on, and, and smack a sandwich out of my hand. Yeah, but <laughs> I work hard to make those goddamn tuna sandwiches. And then I work no, real it's not, hard. Not necessarily say smack the fucking thing out of your hand. You can eat it. You're doing. Break. You're I coming mean, on to my job site and you're smacking the sandwich out of my hand. You're pushing the ice cream up into my face. Oh, George, you weren't taught, taught to consume food the right way anyway. So I. The government's basically feeding you, fucking showing you all these nutritional bullshit things. Like, uh, how how is dairy or even like red meats in in the uh, food categories? I don't know. The thing we got, we got. I mean, the food we were, pyramid. We need yeah, dairies, like, meats. Yeah. Like, who yeah. the fuck came up with that? Um, essentially, people who wanted to push certain food on you so they can make. Yeah, milk. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's for cows to ingest. <laughs> Right, for cows, right. you know how big they get. Yeah, that's not straight off topic, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So Parisian to speak with an unbridled tongue. There was there, there, there's an there's a feeling, Greek culture, uh, the idos, shame, humility. So you don't go off the the rails, and you know walk outside and go, hey, Bob, fuck you. That's 
That's my freedom of speech right there. Go fuck yourself, you fucking scumbag. Your dog shit on my lawn again. Right? Yeah, it's just... the guy, his dog shit on his lawn. That's fucked. Don't let your dog shit on someone else's lawn. I mean, okay, how do you... How do you... How do you feel about this dichotomy? The idea that there should be shame attached to free speech so that you don't go off the Um, what do you mean? Okay, well, that was the, like, that's, that's what the temperament was to free speech. Free speech gave people the, the power to now criticize government, to criticize uh, the, the, the powerful people in their society, to kind of gather in groups and start spreading sort of political thought or even branching out into philosophical thought, things like that. But there was the idea of the ados, the shame, the humility, the guilt, just in case you go too far. Well, that's what it is. Right now, it's freedom of speech is regulated by the government anyway, right? I said before, it's, it's whatever... They, so they'll... I'll tell you what your limit is. Like if you step out of line, they'll tell you. I would argue that um, freedom of speech is now more governed by um, public, public opinion, rather than the government. More so, I should say, than the government. Of course, the government has a hand in it, but I'm just saying freedom of speech definitely has, uh, your own freedom of speech has more critiques from public opinion than does the government. can say a lot of stuff on this podcast it's not the government that's going to drop the hammer first on this public opinion public opinion will be the number one that drops the hammer yeah hey like honestly like so let's say you know i were to discriminate against whatever a gender religion or whatever um so you guys are saying or whoever is agreeing with them speech laws agreeing that I should just keep it to myself, right? Or I should just hate you in secret. That's, I mean, if your hate doesn't come with any um, evidence or, or foundation for other people to hate the person, yeah, you shouldn't really be promoting that in, in open. No, like you come over to my house and you leave an upper decker in my toilet. Like, I'm not going to go to the courtyard and start screaming it from the balcony and I come ask you what's what's going on yeah I see I mean I, that's a good point of view good way to look at it absolutely but don't you think that but what now happens when people don't have shame they don't care they have no guilt you think of yeah. someone out there who has no guilt or no shame when they they use their freedom of speech. Uh, regardless, regardless of the fact, I think it'll still most most freedom like more most speeches that are you know even hitting on on someone else they don't really get reported. I don't think so. I don't think that you get into a verbal argument with a guy across the street, call him the N word or something like that. I, I don't think that he's gonna go to trial with you because of, of freedom of speech. I don't think it, like it, it'll impact little You're things. You're not like going to go to a. Uh... It's more of a something like where you where you get a group together and then start a hatred act, which I think it's the public, both... the court of public opinion, rather than the government actually speaking. You're going to be ostracized from society before you're you know, tried by the government. Yeah, but I'm sure that if you start cult or something against a certain group of people, then. It falls under a under a different uh, law on its own. I don't think it's a freedom of speech problem anymore. You got a bigger freedom issue than that. Look, so many people are putting their opinions out, their personal truths, and everything like that. It's becoming this huge, humbled mess out there, and it kind of becomes its own monster. This Frankensteinian creature taking patches from every which way, coming out. This monster. Listen, that's uh, that's really how the world... mm, man. Look, 
what do I got here? Um, so arguably, Parisia can be argued uh, as to, uh, giving a platform for the Socratic philosophers and the Sophists, Athens, uh, you know, to make way for hardcore philosophy and, and political rhetoric. Basically, people being able to bullshit to a sophistry, using rhetoric, using uh, bullshit to come out. Socratic philosophy, the idea of hoping to find the truth out there. Um, do you stand with more uh, looking to find the truth and knowledge or, or wanting to be able to test your words and use them properly? I would go with uh, trying to find the, the truth and knowledge. I mean, makes you a philosopher, Mike. Huh? Like the thinker. You're the philosopher, buddy. That's what you are. That's it. I want to get to the bottom of everything. I think, Mike, you're most... You really are a lot like Socrates. You know who Socrates is? Socrates? Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> not, not Socrates. And, uh, no, Socrates. Uh, the philosopher. <laughs> I think I you're a lot, like, a lot like Socrates. Mike, let me let me explain Socrates for you, okay? Everybody's living this life, and they're kind of go along with all the bullshit and the corruption in Athens. Sure, some people make stinks here and there, but there's one guy who comes along, Socrates. Okay? All he does is he goes around, and he just essentially berates people until their arguments, their opinions, their viewpoints are taken down all the way to the building block. There's nothing to it. the the oracle at Delphi, one of the one of the smartest people in Greece at the time, you know, uh, a seer. They and essentially the oracle at Delphi at the time that Socrates is the wisest guy in Athens. All he said is that I know that I know nothing. that I know nothing. Just knowing. In this world, we don't know jack shit. There's plenty to know. There's plenty to know, eh, Mike? There's plenty to know. We just just know very minimal. Like, very, very minimal. We only know what's taught to us, right? That obviously just comes from the top. Whatever they want us to know, that's what we know. The top? Who's telling us what? Who's telling us what to know? Who's telling us what to know? Government tells you what to know. Like they, they make up your whatever you actually learn in school. Because I, I don't, I've said this before. I don't think you learn in school prepares you for the real world at all, like whatsoever. There's elements that uh, there's the idea that you go to school to learn the things that you that isn't right in front of you. So you're you're you go to school so you learn discipline. You learn how to an organized schedule, so things like that. Other well, than why, all the bullshit. That's, that's yeah, but that's see, that's a given. Like you're learning an organized schedule, you're learning to be on time, you're learning that. But why can't we actually learn something that we use in class? Also, because it all comes together anyway. Okay, you're giving so me then... the 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 little reasons here and there, the small reasons. Oh, we can be punctual. This is what we're learning. We're learning. I'm saying that. Why can't we learn while we're in school too? Right, well, Mister Mister Master of Education, what would you do to the educational system to fucking make sure that people learn properly? To, to what would you do? How, how would you shake up the system, Mike? What would I teach them? I mean, what would you? Yeah, how would you shake up the system so that they actually learn something? You you got some answers in your brain. Come on. Yeah. So, like, okay, like, counting should be taught right before you get to high school. I hasn't taught at all. Here in high school, you should know how to do accounting, even like a simple accounting, like personal accounting, um, things like uh, like that, or like you should know how to invest in stocks. Invest in stocks. You want a whole bunch of people gambling on the stock market? Not gambling on this. Oh yeah, well, you put money in the stock market, the economy be better, and you're 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 introduced to a new opportunity to make money. We're stuck on the opportunity that oh I'm gonna get a job, I'm gonna get this, they're gonna pay me this check. That's a 
I'm going to do that for the rest of my life unless I open up a business. It's our only way of making income, and that's the only way we know how to make income. We're not taught about, you know, properties, like, things like that. I've never seen a course that, you know, that just shows you in high school even. It shows you how to make money other ways. Remember in high school, I took the business class. In the business class, they had a huge sector on, you know, in the stock market. Uh, but what do you mean in high school we don't have that ca- like categories that are like specific categories we have yeah, things that are very general if you're going to be more business oriented if you're going to be more oriented in the way of you know moving money around and then how you have to do that obviously i think that that should be a curriculum that should be a curriculum that's taught to everybody that should be a mandatory thing if you went so. to that business class they taught you other ways to make generate income right mm-hmm. Not just the paycheck method, because the paycheck method is bullshit. You get a paycheck, I don't care if you make $100,000 a year. If 40000 is getting taxed and you're left with sixty, that's a shit bracket. I don't want to be there. Mike, you have to get taxed. I understand that there's got to be taxes. You're right. But big corporations don't pay taxes. Okay, yes, Business that's, owners that's can the write part off that's taxes. wrong. That's the part that's I, easily wrong. I mean, listen, I get... I get... My, my gears take a turning about that too. You know, I read the article today that that Trudeau wants to, he doesn't want to exclude the uh, uh, tax haven businesses that are in Canada. The way that you know, uh, the other ones, France. Doesn't want to exclude the tax haven? Like what? What is that? He doesn't want to. No, no, no. Um, um, certain countries like France and uh, and I'll find the other ones for you. But essentially, what's going on? is these tax haven corporations and businesses aren't going to get uh, the benefit from uh, in, in places like France, in, in other European nations too, like Denmark as well. Um, uh, I mean, and so these tax the benefits, won't be- we can't, we can't give them the benefits, but we can, you don't, just you can't take away from the rich they'll they'll figure out another way there's always a way through the system there's loopholes and if you're rich you'll figure it out and the worst part is when you tax the rich or you know take more money from the rich take it out on the middle class middle class is always losing yeah yeah i i can see that what i'm saying is that we still do need a relatively i'm not saying high tax bracket but but a pretty decent one because so I do believe in a in a stronger or more socialist government. And that's really what, what you want is you want the goal, right? tax that's, going in. You're right. You want the tax and you want everybody to be taxed and everything will be fine. But our case is very different. You raise the taxes or you raise the minimum wage. Like look what happened when they raised minimum wage with Kathleen Wynn. Um so uh, you know, business owners started to hire less people. They gave them their, their extra whatever dollars an hour and they just basically hired less people so now these people have to do way more for that same price almost just getting a two dollar raise they have to do way more work no win because okay that that listen there's a lot of plans that our politicians put into place where it looks like they're helping what it does is they they haven't tracked the um uh, repercussions along the line so yeah they gave out minimum they they hiked the the minimum wage that's actually good that, that that's supposed to be a good thing they didn't follow the repercussion of what's happening exactly they, they, they didn't follow the repercussion of what's going to happen on the business yeah, but it level. doesn't take an idiot to, to not know what the repercussions is i can my baby cousin will tell you that it's wrong to raise the minimum wage like that's common knowledge you don't think that not, that was going to happen no, that they're going to wrong to raise the minimum wage the minimum wage you know should be appropriate to whatever the living age is in toronto yeah. which is yeah. does hold if everything was you know, yeah if everything was peaches and cream we would we would yeah. we wouldn't need to raise the minimum wage i agree with you there but we have living wages we have to keep up with so of course raising the minimum wage makes sense Problem is, you raise it's the minimum wage, but the guy in the middle of the bracket that's getting twenty-two dollars, let's say, or eighteen, is screwed because the guy who's making base wage is, is at fifteen dollars and he's done nothing to get there. Hey, it's all wrong. This whole system is wrong. I, I believe that you should be able to live off, you know, general income, like a, even a minimum wage income, 
right, with a few people in a house, you, sh- you should be able to live off of it. It's not not wrong to raise the minimum wage. But the uh, society that we're dealing with right now and the problem that we're dealing with is that raise the minimum wage, the elite will take it out on you, not the elite like business owners, that because they'll just hire less and they'll make you do more for what you're getting paid. This is the democratic, the democratic uh, process at work. People wanted the minimum wage increase, so they did that. Now, of course, on the political level, it's done the right way. But that's democracy at work. You agree with democracy if, if people want the change and then it happens and you have to deal with the, the fallout of, of those decisions? But who the hell, who made this decision? What do you mean? Like, we didn't come to this decision as a people. Yeah, a lot Not, of people uh, wanted the minimum wage to be increased because of the living wage. That's, if there's yeah, a-, a lot of people, only the kids would want it because they're, they're the only ones literally, well, the only ones, I, don't, I can't say the only ones. They're not, because I, I just told you I was Yeah, but I get that there's people out there living on the minimum wage, mm-hmm. but the people who aren't and getting a little more screwed in all ways because now the, the prices of food raises, prices of everything raises, right? I'm still getting my same, you know, salary or whatever check, and the minimum wage got raised. That's all that happened. So middle class lost big, big time. That's Paying democracy more at work. For the same sandwich. Yeah, That's democracy at work. Listen, it's never pretty. Democracy in and of itself is not that pretty. You know, it's people coming together in mob mentality to decide on something, and sometimes that. Uh, that something is is not good for them. Agree? That you would. Fortunately, oh my god, back back from the dead. Are you back? You okay? Yeah. yeah. I just did not know. I don't know. I don't know what you said. It just went quiet. Who went quiet, Mike? Both go quiet. I, you're you... cutting out a lot. I don't know if I'm cutting out. But... Well, maybe we're just a figment of everyone's imagination. Hey, just get hints. He says, <laughs> "Oh, Mike, I can assure you that I definitely, you are getting the hints and snippets of me. You hear me? Yeah. Go ahead." Are you good now? Yes. All right, good. This is a, listen, that's democracy at work. Sometimes democracy works in a way that is almost kind of counterproductive to what is good for the people. That's, that's what happened with Socrates. And Socrates was the gadfly. It was, and the gadfly was a, was a fly that would go around and sting horses. It would do one of two things to the horses. If the horses got stung by a gadfly, it would either start to trot fucking start doing whatever business it had to do or it got pissed it destroyed pens that they were holding it tried to attack anybody around it because they thought they were the ones so socrates did he argued with people he would go up to anyone boil down their arguments into to near nothingness because guess what mike we know nothing I agree. I knew you were like, there you go. Know nothing. And from all that, his criticism of democracy, the idea that, you know, people will elect, they will elect the people that just want to appease them, to just make them happy. <coughs> Trump. <coughs> That's all. That's all, Mike. That's what you got to get in that head of yours. Trump is a demagogue, populist. For one thing that basically Socrates was against. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't see. Like, you see what I mean? Like, by you know, they would make up anything to to bash Trump, like the Lysol thing, whatever happened there. He said <laughs> you can inject it. He said you can infect disinfectants. Oh, people took that out of context. People took okay, that out of context. Okay, tell me the context. Tell me, tell me what, what the demagogue said. Tell me exactly what he said that was taken out of. 
Um, he was saying, like, he was, it, it sounded like he was asking a professional on, you know, it, it, would that be possible? Well, how do you guys take that out of context and say, oh, oh, he meant that you should inject yourself with Lysol? It doesn't even make well, sense. He's the goddamn president of the United States of America. I think he okay. would know, he would take the time to learn about COVID. I would think he would take the time to know. Oh, man knows about everything knows about everything mike he thought he literally asked the question if you could in, in, basically put disinfectants inside of you to kill you that makes no sense that's not i listen i know some people have bouts of insanity bouts of theocracy right my god you can't do that on, on that's what I, I arguably that's one of the things i think about free free speech I do think there okay. should be that shame and guilt, that idos that goes along with it. That man okay. has none of it. Abbott, but, but. So you're telling me, so you're telling me that, okay, like, because he's the president, like, it's not, it wasn't something that he said that was wrong. Like, that was a, a major concern. Like, I, I don't see, like, it's not like people are going to go and ingest lifestyle. Like, after he said that, I don't see this as a major concern. Like, the media is, like, all over it. It shouldn't be that big. This, the this story over. shouldn't be that big. But the guy should have had that idos, that shame, that guilt to not even fucking say that. I, mean, you, I like, think that's... he did. He did go back and apologize about it. Fact, I think he did. That's uh, something that definitely has to be looked up. Yeah, I think so. But, um. There? Asking people not to inject. He did go back on what he said, but you also have the kind of foresight not to say that, not to, you know, shamelessness. Like, cutting out a lot. I'm cutting out a lot? What the yeah. fuck? Jesus Christ. I thought I was doing okay today. Oh. Yo, I hear you, but... You can hear me? out like a lot. Yeah. Jesus. Oh. All right. Nonetheless, uh, democracy was what brought um, Socrates down. Essentially, the re group of representatives that uh, stood for Athens uh, by a slim majority, I think it was about 52 percent, decided that he would die because he was just using the wrong people, essentially. Um, he drank hemlock, <coughs> you're basically committing suicide, poisoning yourself. And a lot of people have seen that the death of Socrates is an attack of freedom of speech, a place where freedom of speech began, where freedom <coughs> of speech truly had its roots and its grounding. One of the men, one of the men who represented it the most, was taken down by democracy, which you know is. Supported by free speech. You know, this is very synonymous with when people who have differing opinions that are seen a little bit more right-leaning go into very liberal places and they're either booed off the stage or they're not allowed to speak. You know? That's what's very representative. I think people should have the freedom of speech, but you know, I think there should be a little bit of shame and a little bit of humility to it as well. Know that what you're saying could be twisted and could be taken out of context because people are just, you know, some people are just that stupid out there. Yeah, definitely. Everything, anything can be taken out of context. Uh, 
anything can be taken out of context to mean something else, depending on how you look at the story. Easily, that's very true. Words can be there's more than one side to a story, so like so much, and 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 you know, I think that's one of the key things with freedom of speech is that we are trying to collect those different pieces of the story. Listen, Mike, you and I are philosophers out there. We follow Socrates, uh, ish. I mean, you do support a demagogue, and that's a bit, uh, it's a bit meh. But you know, whatever. You got to do what you got to do. Right? Besides that, you and I are philosophers, bud. You no. Know? At the end of the day, Mike, you and I are just trying to figure out the truth, the knowledge of it all. Just trying to get it in there and get out real quick. What are you doing, Mike? Oh. Nonetheless. Mike. I think that had it for our uh, discussion here today on freedom of speech. Um, but we do have another section to the podcast. We, uh, we've we been getting a pickup of some games recently, uh, you know. Uh, so we want to open up a portion of each podcast to you guys, fans. We want to get your voices in on this, really get you guys heard. Um, and that's when we're going to bring in the, the, the fan portion of, of this, uh, of this uh, podcast, you know? Like I said, you guys really are the heart and soul of it all. And I think you guys are definitely worth it. This is the uh, fan question part of the podcast. Um, before we get into it, I mean, listen, like I said, we appreciate you, you guys out there, and we want to hear all your questions. Thank you back with us. That's all right out there. Um, and this this first question is from Andrew Brampton, Ontario. He has think of Kingdom Hearts 3. Was it worth the wait? I know personally Mike um, has never played Kingdom Hearts. I remember he went into EB Games the day that Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. And he... With the oh, the I store clerk. Are you back? Yeah, yeah. All right, Mike. Listen, we're in the we're in the fan question part of the podcast. Uh, I have a question. What did you think of Kingdom Hearts three? Was it worth it when it came out? Was it worth it when it came out? I never played it. I went to go buy FIFA. I think it was at the time. Something like that. And then, um, yeah, cashier goes to me. Oh, like you're here for Kingdom of Kingdom of Hearts, and I'm like, what? What's that? She's like, you don't you don't know Kingdom of Hearts? Like this is like a big ass game, apparently. Oh, and it was out that <laughs> the new one was out that day. I was like, "What are you, what are you talking about?" Of course, you guys started laughing. Oh yeah, we la- uh, come on, Mike. You didn't know what Kingdom Hearts was. That's st- one I of the biggest. The... <laughs> uh, I personally haven't played Kingdom Hearts three yet, and from what I've heard, no, it's it's not played. It's not with all the bullshit they put people. Yeah. Sorry, um, and Mike that was from Andrew from Brampton, Ontario. So thank you, Andrew. We uh, appreciate your your patronage. Um, This next question comes from Ange the Mange. Um, He asks, going to Catholic school affect your views on religion? Um. Myself, I actually went to kind of both. I went to Lorna Jackson, and then I moved to Peel. Before that, I went to Pine Grove. I've been in both, and 
me, it was just what was the difference? Um, obviously, the Catholic school is more, you know, uniform and that type of stuff. You go, you go to the the church and all that. Honestly, man, I believe the 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 public school was better. I, I, everybody was from a different, you know, it was all different people. It wasn't like just white people. And I know it's not. If you go to a Catholic school, it's going to be just white people or whatever. I'm saying it was a it was more. It's more of everything. Okay. Somebody tried to like, you know, someone tried to, you know, get at you for, you know, what you believe in. Um, how did the school affect your view on religion? Did you think it changed how you saw religion when you switched over from uh, Jackson to Peel? Like, did you, like, did it change your view at all? No, I mean, for me, I thought religion was bullshit for the echo. I still really? do. Yeah. The you know what? If your morals, your morals are there, right? And the religion mean doesn't mean anything. Every time I, you know, I think your religion, I mean, religion was a, it was like a, a business. That's what I feel like. Business. Yeah. Me, a religion is a business. And that's how most people see religions. And I mean, it has turned into that a lot. Religion in and of itself was about, I've always seen it as trying to bring the community together and that's always that's always a good thing to do. Um, you you always thought that religion was bullshit, even before you went there. You weren't really strayed. You weren't kind of put more on the Catholic path, were you? Yeah, exactly. I was just I don't know. I was raised a, a Christian, I guess, or whatever. I I don't know what the difference between Catholic Christian made all these new things. I don't know. Oh well. Christian is the overarching religion, God, Jesus, Mother Mary, whatever. Yeah, Catholicism. That's pretty much. That's pretty much what I went to church for too when I went to church. Yeah. Um, I didn't find much of a difference, you know. Talk to God, you don't talk to God, you get the same results. Fifty-fifty. <laughs> you don't believe in divine intervention. You don't think God's looking out for you. Uh, that's it. See, they, you, we're quoting uh, George Carlin over there. You watched that one. <laughs> That was a good. That was very good. Way you put it, it is. Um, uh, for myself, look, I I had a very interesting experience because uh, I remember in grade eight I was denied confirmation from uh, our Roman Catholic school because the priest thought I was lying to his face and he said I wasn't ready for confirmation. Really? Yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> eh? But, um, <laughs> but. Um, Oh, I, uh, I I think that made me double down on religion. That made me want to work harder to try and get confirmed. But I could, I just never went through with it. And then by grade twelve, by the time I was supposed to be going to university, it really snapped out of it. And I said, "Shit, this man. I don't know if there's a god. I don't know if Jesus is all powerful. If he is, cool, whatever." Um, but if not, then there's other gods too. So what, what, what's the matter? There's so the much. There's so not, many. Yeah, the issue is not the options. Just, uh, my issue is that is with this is is that they've created a story and now everybody's donating to the story. Money, we don't know where it goes because it gets all untaxed money. That's good money, as we could see. The Vatican's making good money, but do we really Always. care about? The origin, the root of this problem that, you know, there's people out there starving where it says like, you know, Bible's like it's for, you know, to, <laughs> you know, a lot again. Yeah. Um, you get what I'm saying. What I'm hey, I do. Um, that's how I am now. I'm, I'm agnostic. It doesn't really matter. One God could exist. Every God could exist. It could be having a gang bang up in the celestial heaven right now cares it's good to get the morals though from from religion 100 percent. don't believe that yeah i can agree with you there um all right this final question comes from gilligorf of karnak um he asks what is your opinion on swedish meatballs swedish meatballs i i hate meatballs in general i i don't hate them like i'll eat them if they're there but you'll never make them yourself oh Takes too much effort. Swedish meatballs is, you know, I think there's like a syrupy kind of stuff on it. It makes it kind of sweet, but 
don't know. I, I, I was raised Italian. I, I, I like the classic meatballs done with, you know, with the sugo. It, I don't know how you can't like meatballs. Mike. It's just, it's literally a ball of meat that's tasty. Yeah, I don't know. I just never found. Are you vegetarian at all? Have you ever tried going vegetarian? Never tried going vegetarian, but I would. If I go vegetarian, I'm gonna be the the type that eats fish like seafood because I can't not eat seafood. Oh, that's not vegetarian at all. It's. Um. I know there's a word for it or whatever. There's people out there, there that just is... eat seafood. I don't want to fuck it up. Like. Seafood's crazy. Like, uh, I don't know how I can not eat lobster, uh, the fish. Only you only eat shellfish. Oh, I'm saying I, I can't. I, I can't see me not eating fish or like seafood. Pescatarianism. Being That's a pescatarian I, means uh, you won't eat meat, but you will eat fish. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's. A, I think that's a pretty good way to go with it. Because I think the overall Padres podcast consensus on Swedish meatballs is that they're shite. Um, I mean, I guess if they're there, really, a lot of stuff. Not, if it's just kind of put in front of you, you'll eat it. Yeah, I'm I not that saying no. What do you think is the most disgusting thing that could be put in front of you that you'll just be like, just most disgusting thing um people whatever people think would be disgusting you'd just be like okay yeah let me pick at this i don't know what food so, oh like i don't know when people eat stuff like that bacon covered in maple syrup i would if somebody you know came up to me with that i would mow that right away i'd eat that too that, that sounds crazy Right, that sounds good. I yeah, I think once it's called bacon, good. Like maple syrup, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's uh, that's gonna do it for the Padres podcast today. Um, right. A little bit of tech problems, but that's okay. You know, I I think that's why you guys like us so much because we're just real with you transparent real it's original like right any last words for the people i have a good one get ready for the next one get ready and you guys get the fuck ready because we're coming out with more episodes soon see you later thank you for joining us this has been very good